Hi guys, and thank you for tuning in to the Love and Curiosity podcast. Today, I would love to talk to you guys about the beauty of the moment. Uh, in the previous podcast, I have talked about how people find themselves caught up in thoughts about the future and thoughts about the past, and I'd love to share with you guys some of the uh, information that I've learned over the course of this week, I guess, as well as the last few weeks from different uh, individuals such as Eckhart Tolle, which wrote a book called he wrote a book called The Power of Now, which is an easy read. So um, it, it could probably take you guys up to a week if you really dedicated your time to it. But it's beautiful. And the story starts out um, with a homeless guy sitting on the side of the road, and the guy walks by, and the homeless guy is begging for change. He got some spare change, please. And the guy's like, "Well, have you looked inside your box you're sitting on?" And the homeless guy's like, "There's no point." There's no point to look in this box. It's just a cardboard box. He's like, you sure? I think you should look in your box. And the homeless guy's like, oh, there's no point. Are you going to give me any change? And he's like, no, but I think you should look in that box. So the homeless guy sits there uh, for a while after the guy passes. And finally he's like, you know what? I'm going to look in this box. And he lifts up the box, and there's a big block of gold. And what Eckhart Tolle, which is the author of the book, is trying to illustrate is that he is the guy walking by, and you are the homeless guy. And the gold that's inside the box is your inner self. And that your inner self, once you become present and and find your inner self, and you find your inner self through presence and presence of mind, as well as just living in the now. And as I'm saying this, trust me, I... I've just now recently been able to start to experience the now. And, you know, it comes and goes, you know, because thoughts will start to bombard my brain and, you know, fill up. And I'll start thinking about the future, thinking about the past. And, uh, but I have been getting better at being the observer of those thoughts instead of embodying those thoughts. And it's just a practice. It's something that you got to really work at. It's just like any other skill in life. You got to. Uh, pay attention to it, work diligently and vigorously to try to become better at it each and every day. And the better that you become at it, the more beautiful life becomes. I was walking down the sidewalk this week, and we have these two trees on campus that are still alive. Most of the trees have died, died off. All their leaves are gone. They're just branches, and you know it's just kind of been gloomy out, been rainy out, just been gross. But those two trees alone sitting there, light up light up the entire campus as well as light up the entire world I, I just sat there in awe just how beautiful it is that they survived I'm like right on man hell yeah you guys are freaking troopers <laughs> made it through this horrible weather you're still standing strong and it's hard to look at trees as well as other living organisms that don't move I guess or, or that don't look like they have any thought patterns going on in their brain but then you gotta think what is thought and how was thought created? And, and this is something I really started to think deeply about, but it's still not 100% determined whenever uh, the ability for human language or the ability for humans to speak anyway uh, was derived or what period of time it was. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of guess, guesses or guesstimations or estimations. Uh, but... You know, if you sit there and think about what a thought is, it's a voice inside your head, but those voices speak in your language. You know, so if you're an English-speaking individual, 
most of the time that voice inside your head is speaking English words, but what if those English words never existed? You know, what would you be thinking? Would there even be thought? And you got to start thinking about your dog. Do you think your dog ever thinks, you know, oh, I wish I had a better body? Or maybe <laughs> I wish I was thinner. Or I don't like my teeth. Or, you know, uh, my nose is too big. Your dog doesn't think anything. Like, that's always freaking happy. And I think a lot of the reason that dogs are happy, because they are conscious. You know, they they are a branch of consciousness, just like you and I are. Except they're, you know, thought they're creatures of impulse. I mean, they act off of survival. They see some food, they're eating. I'm eating. You know, and once they get on that I'm ready to eat mindset, there's no other thoughts coming in. There's no thoughts about the future. There's no thoughts about the past. They're on the... There's some food right in front of me. I'm about to eat that now. And there's some beauty in that present of mind. If you can't tell, when you walk in the door and the dog's wagging its tail all freaking excited to see you. And the same goes for any other domestic animal. Or um, So through language and through our ability to speak, you know, our ability to think started to, to come into place. And what I've kind of realized over the last few months by just being able to just take a deep breath and relax and continuously meditate on a regular basis and and try to relieve myself of all my thoughts of the future. You know, your existential angst. I went over this on my last podcast, you know, thoughts of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Where am I going to go? Who am I going to be with? What am I going to do? Is my job going to be fulfilling? Is it going to be boring? Am I going to hate it? Am I going to be sitting at a desk wanting to... You know, just end it all right there. <laughs> That's pretty horrible, but you see what I'm saying. Uh, everybody deals with these questions, but none of those questions are those questions are happening now, and those thoughts about the future potentials are happening right now. It's a projection of the thoughts right now, because all you ever have is the now. There's no such thing as the future, and there's no such thing as the past, because when you're deriving memory patterns from the the past in quotation marks that's happening right now so you're looking back in the archives of your mind to a now that already happened right now and while you're projecting your potential ideas and thoughts into the future it's also happening right now but if you could figure out a way to silence both of which and just be now there's a lot of utility in that overall as far as mental health and anxiety and I think uh, getting attached to thought patterns and different thought patterns. A lot of if you really pay attention to your thoughts, a lot of your thoughts are redundant. You know, they're repetitious. They, they, same thoughts you've had the last five months, you know, and they just keep seeping their way back in somehow, some way, and then you let them, you know, take over and... The reason that I'm uh, even explaining this or even talking about this is, is because, gosh, guys, life is so freaking wonderful. It's so beautiful. And right now, as I'm doing this podcast, there's really nothing wrong right now. You know, I can't control anything else besides what I'm doing at this exact moment right now. And what I'm doing right now at this exact moment is trying to do the best that I can to explain reality for what I understand and you know, if you're sitting there thinking, dude, what the heck does Garrett know? Rightfully so, because I don't know anything. <laughs> I really don't. And I've been listening to a lot of beautiful human beings that uh, that are powerful. You know, and the experiences that they discuss, experiences that they talk about, uh, I've, I've, I've felt. And the Taoist, uh, they, in their philosophy, they say, if you can name it, 
and what they mean by it. It's God, consciousness, the universe, love, life, whatever. If you can name it, then it's not it. So there's no words that you can put to explain or ex- the experience of now, I guess. Uh, so if I'm saying this, when I'm saying this, it might be going in one ear and out the other. But just think of now as kind of just this period or this place mentally where you are free of every thought that you're no longer a concept, a construct of the of articulation of words. There's no such thing as words. There's no such thing as your name, your last name, your the color of your skin, what culture you're from. All that is away just for a second, and you just are. You're at your base level of just being, and you're just breathing. And in that moment, it's an overwhelming joy and peace. Peace is the right word. I would say it's more of a peaceful feeling. It's a relieved of suffering. And Buddhists call it dukkha. Dukkha is suffering. But Buddha itself, the Buddha, means the awakened one. And the awakened one is an individual who literally mastered the art of always being present. Uh, and that's where it gets kind of tricky is just having the yin and the yang, the balance of being a human, so being in this form. Uh, so understanding that you know you have an occupation, you have a schedule that you have to follow, abide because you've got to put food on the table, you got to have a roof over your head. So yes, there is some utility in in living as a human being, but you can also tap into you are a human being, so you're a human, and you're also just a being. You just exist. So being able to find the balance between just being able to not take it so serious to where you get locked in these thought patterns and you let them take over and you get so caught up in the stresses and anxiety of things that haven't even happened that probably won't happen that might not even happen when you could be enjoying the beauty of what's happening right now. And if you're listening to this, clearly there's not too much going on right now. Everything's all good. You know, you got your earbuds in, you got me in a speaker somewhere, you're... You know, everything's all right. I mean, if if things weren't, you probably wouldn't be listening. (laughs) You'd probably be freaking out, figuring out a solution to whatever issue, whatever problem is existing at the current moment. Um, I think it's important to know that suffering is definitely a part of life. But Buddhist philosophy, they they say that we are interbeing, or a lot of things inter-are. What they mean by that is without a right, there wouldn't be a left. Without an up, there wouldn't be a down. Without evil, there wouldn't be good. And without death, there wouldn't be birth. And since you were an infant, you know, you started out in this infant body, and you're made up of trillions of cells, right, that made your, up your biological form, and this is scientific, scientifically proven. So this you can look up and, and research. Uh, but every single cell that makes up your entire body, internally and externally, has died off and new cells were reborn and regenerated. So in order for those cells to be reborn and regenerated, those other cells had to die off. So there's a death and rebirth process throughout the entire life. So if you look at your grandparents, you know, they got this white hair, wrinkly skin, they're older, and they used to look like they were, you know, they used to be 17. They used to be in this fresh skin. So when they look at pictures of that, they're not even close to that physical form anymore. Not any, not even anywhere close. No cell inside their body at that point still exists, and it's hard to even, even fathom that. It gets a little, a uh, little out there and definitely pretty deep. But 
you shouldn't fear you know, suffering because without suffering, there wouldn't any, be any beauty. So suffering and beauty enter R or enter B. You know, this week, for example, with all this, it was gloomy as heck in Terre Haute, you know, where I live, and it was rainy and just nasty. And uh, I was walking in to the rec center to go work out, and I saw somebody I know, and they're like, oh, man, and it was raining. And I was walking slow, just trying to enjoy it, really. And they're like, oh, man, it got it got really crappy real quick. And I was like, oh, without this weather, there wouldn't be any beautiful weather. So to me, they're the same thing. So I think they're both beautiful. And, and you're like, oh, wow, good for you. Uh, and it's definitely not a, I'm being serious. Like, I really uh, I really have started to just kind of enjoy, you know, the pitfalls of life and the suffering of life because, you know, if you didn't have to go through your adversities and you didn't have periods of of, of necessary suffering, um, you know, there wouldn't be the beautiful moments where you're just relieved, relieved of stress and you're just sitting there and you're in awe of the moment and you're just around all a bunch of people you love and you know that feeling of just, oh, everything's amazing. But that feeling right then and there would not exist if you didn't have, you know, the loss of loved ones, you didn't have the random illnesses that happen that just, you know, corrupt and corrode the mind and create negative thought patterns and, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have those moments of beauty without those moments of suffering. So, you know, I'm trying to show gratitude and appreciation for the suffering because uh, both truly enter our, as I guess Buddhists would say. But anyway, guys, I'm, a lot of these uh, concepts and ideas that I'm throwing at you is really just just because I'm starting to see the beauty of, of living in the moment. And man, I've been so vibrant, so happy, and just so excited about life every day. You know, I, uh, randomly I'll have some sort of, I'm about to graduate in May, so I got that, uh, what the heck am I going to do for the rest of my life? You know, questions, just like everybody else to seep in. But, you know, what I can do right now is read a freaking amazing book, you know, and educate myself. What I can do right now is go to the gym, maybe get some, get some exercise in. Maybe do some homework. You know, I do my do my taxes. Do some do what you can right now. As long as you keep taking care of everything that you can take care of right now, you know the future will fall into place. There's nothing wrong with having goals. With that said, it's just not getting too attached to those goals and relying on those goals and that future thought pattern for your happiness and that that you're chasing your happiness because happiness is now you know there's nothing more beautiful than now because now is all you're ever going to have that future moment that you think is going to make you happy will end up happening but it will be now it will be a potential now and you know you hear a lot of people who are celebrities and and one of my favorite human beings on this planet i think everybody if you're listening to this should go listen to his albums albums which is Mike Posner. He's got an album called Keep Going, which is his newest one because he just walked across America. But Keep Going uh, really changed my life. He's got another album called A Real Good Kid. and I think every song on there, there's not a song that stands out that makes me just like, you should listen to that one. I think all of them, all of them matter. But a lot of you know, what's, what changed his life and made him go down the path of awakening, I guess, or, or trying to figure out the deeper meaning of life or the truth was the fact that he gained it all by the time he was 25, 26. He had millions of dollars. He had attraction of the opposite sex. 
He had all the jewelry. He had the house in Beverly Hills. He had everything he needed, you know, to, to fulfill his happiness as he thought. But he wasn't happy. And there's nothing that causes more unhappiness than achieving everything you thought was going to make you happy and realizing that it, it's never going to make you happy. And one of my favorite quotes is, a guy uh, sliced and chopped wood, and then he became happy, and he sliced and chopped wood. <laughs> so what that quote is pretty much uh, saying is that it doesn't matter what you do, what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. You know, it's all between the ears. It's all the w outlook in which you have. And if you look at your mind as a muscle, like some bicep curls for the mind, I guess, if you exercise it and you try to do the best that you can to concentrate and reorient your 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 thought patterns to be in the moment and to not let your mind be you, except and instead use your mind to your advantage. So... Whenever you have these negative thought patterns, these, these physiological reactions, try to take a step back and separate yourself as if you're observing them like they're thoughts, like they're clouds in the sky, you know. And even physiological reactions, you'll feel it. Know that that feel the feeling, you're going to feel it. But try to uh, observe that feeling for what it is and, and be able to be like, not let it take over the mind and not let it cause you to... Uh, to dive way too deep into it and embody that physiological reaction or that negative thought pattern. But anyway, guys, uh, I hope this was helpful. Um, I appreciate you if you're listening. You guys are all beautiful and amazing. Um, just understand that this this podcast is definitely a chance just for me to get these ideas and thoughts out. And I mean nothing but love by anything. There's no... You guys need to think this way. If you guys listen to this and you're like, oh, whatever, that's stupid or that's silly, I mean, it's it's all good. I genuinely just love doing these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy them. And I love you with all my heart, and you guys are all beautiful. And you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much.